Meanwhile, in Buffalo. May I have another, sir? Thank you, sir. May I have another, sir? Thank you, sir. May I have another, sir? May I have another, sir? Thank you, sir. May I have another, sir? Thank you, sir. May I have another, sir? Live from the story River Market District in downtown Kansas City, Missouri. From the banks of the beautiful crystal blue waters of the Missouri River, it is Two Douchebags and Microphone Podcast. Douchebags. And one microphone. I am Mark. I am Topher. We are here at the Filthy Bean again. Oh, we love the Filthy Bean. We do. The Filthy Bean is the best coffee shop ever. In Nashville, Tennessee. Yes. And we love coming here. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's so great to get invited back. Yeah. And yep. uh, I mean, and Rick is over there at the uh, every time we fucking hit record, he's over at the other end. He does not want it. <laughs> yeah. He he. Oh he look at yeah, it out he, here. He's he grinning. Heard, he heard me. Yeah. Look at okay. that grin. <laughs> You're coming on the air, Rick. One of these times we're getting. One of these him. times we're getting you. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, okay. Now he's gonna go make a blended drink. Uh huh. Gotcha. <laughs> we're gonna have to shut the mic off when that blender gets going. Though. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So. Yeah. It's a lot of fun to be. They're gonna dedicate our booth. Yes, I it's, can't wait for that. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I, okay. Listen, uh, people hearing this, I mean, they're not gonna be there probably when they do it, but they hired a clown. Excellent. They hired a clown to do balloon sculptures mm-hmm. to dedicate our booth. And you know how they, they hit a ship with a bottle of champagne? Uh-huh. I, I, I really hope that they hit our booth with, like, a, a bottle of douche. I was getting ready to say, <laughs> or a bag of shit, a 10-pound yeah. bag of shit. Or at least just a jar of vinegar and water. <laughs> <laughs> that would just fit so well, so... <laughs> I would consider that an honor if they actually christened our booth with a douche. I would, too. (laughs) Oh, of used douche water. (laughs) Oh! Go to the truck stop and get some of the lot lizards to... (laughs) (laughs) You want to eat something now? Yeah. You want some lemonade? (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know if I can finish my cappuccino now. Get some pink lemonade? (laughs) (laughs) Oh! Oh! Okay, it's going to be that kind of show. I'm sorry. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> well, we're supposed to go to the NFL, and this is our results show. Yes. This is our pats on the back and our kicks in the ass. Yeah. And uh, anyhow, you remember what they were. Mm-hmm. I did not have a chance to go over yes. what we fucking picked. Yeah. But anyhow, let's see. Uh, last week there uh, was Kansas City and Jacksonville. We both picked Kansas City. Yep, that was the first game played. Yes. Uh, it was closer than I thought it was going to be. I, if um, Mahomes would have got injured, it would not have been that close. I, yeah, I seriously doubt it would have. Yeah. Um, although Kansas City does have a, a, <laughs> a habit occasionally of letting themselves get way well, behind. I've heard a lot of people so. <laughs> dogging them saying that they let their foot off the pedal. No, 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 no. I don't think they did. No. If they let their foot off the pedal, they would have stuck with Henny. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think they would have stuck with Henny. And Henny is much better, but we'll go into this a little bit later, of why he's much better than he used to be. So let's earmark that right now and decide that we're going to go into it a little bit later because we've got to do our results and our predictions. I'm writing it down as anything is possible. Anything is possible, yes. (laughs) Or let's see what Travis called him, Playoff Chad. Playoff Chad, yeah, because he was also one that delivered the same pass. Yeah. To uh, Tyreek Hill 
against the Cleveland Browns a couple of years mm-hmm. ago. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, that one worked out in our <coughs> in our prediction. So yeah, so. I I was I was uh, sure that Trevor Lawrence or uh, Jar Jar Binks, as I like to call him, Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> doesn't he look like Jar Jar Binks? He does. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Misa, don't think this stadium all that loud, dude. Dude, man, <laughs> what'd you do, man? Why am I on the ground, dude? Where's my Golly, offensive man, line? I'm seeing fucking stars, man. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I knew he was going to throw oh, a couple T-Law, of picks. The cool guy, you know, the dude, T-Law. Yeah. <laughs> so, and he threw, what, two picks? Yes. Yeah, so uh, I knew he was going to. what he does best. Yeah, so I, I knew those picks were, Look, uh, were coming. Another and, thing uh, is, is his, Jacksonville is a good team. It is. Ahead. I'm sorry, they're ascending, and we got them. When they're ascending, which is hard to do. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna be they're gonna be tougher next year. They um, came off a huge win, a comeback win against San Diego. Epic, which epic was awesome. Comeback. Yeah, yeah, which was great. <laughs> or I mean, Los Angeles. Yeah, you know, the fucking Chargers. Whatever, yes. whoever the fuck, wherever yes. they are, you know. Let's, the fucking. Uh, they've been uh, all around the place, haven't they? Yeah, been, the fucking Big Sur fucking uh, <laughs> yeah. Chargers or what? what Cardinals uh, have been all over too. The Monterey been... Chargers, whatever the fuck they are now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so, uh, we got that one right. Yep. Uh, the second game was Giants and Eagles. Hey, thank you, thank you. We just got a thumbs up over there from nice. that booth. They heard us. <laughs> Okay, you haven't heard the rest of the predictions yet. <laughs> Go <Yeah>. ahead. <laughs> uh, the second the second game that day was uh, Giants at Eagles, and Giants showed that they were lucky to win their game against the Vikings. The, and, and that just shows you how bad the Vikings are. Mm-hmm. Which we're going to go to, let's hear Mark this a little yeah, bit later. Yeah. The Sage Road Rosenthal. Rosenthal. I can't yeah. ever say that name. Rosenthal. He had a, he's been a, he started a war a couple of times with Kirk Cousins. And we'll go into that a little bit later too. He tweeted out some stuff and it was pretty funny. Mm. So anyhow, the Vikings were the Vikings, like you said last week. Yeah. They hate, um, shit. Vince Lombardi. Uh, yeah, Vince Lombardi so bad. So much. And the Packers so much, they refused to win his trophy. Yes. <laughs> <They're> like, ah! <laughs> so. It yeah. hasn't stopped Al Davis from you know winning the uh, Lamar Hunt trophy. No, he that's right. He would love to win that. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, so, so we, we got that one correctly, too. The, the Eagles are, uh, they look like well, a really complete team this year. How, however, um, did you know that Al Davis... Paid for Derek Thomas's funeral. I'd heard that. Yeah. Yeah. Out of respect. I, yeah, out of respect. Mm-hmm. You know, Al Davis. He got a lot of flack around here, but man, I don't know if he was that bad of a guy. Some um, of the stuff I read, he could be really rough, and he had a different way of doing things. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I mean, yeah, he paid for Derek Thomas's funeral because Derek Thomas had a bunch of baby mamas, I guess, mm-hmm. and some other things going on, and. Yeah, I he think died he died broke. He did. He spent every penny he made. Um, yeah. And he did have, I think, seven children mm-hmm. by five different women. Yeah. So, I mean, the but only, the only reason I bring that up is, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just that spreads out the child support yeah. to a lot of different places. It was nothing to see um, him round bars with like four chicks that he was going to go do yeah. whatever. Yeah. It, it was like widely known that he was just, you know. 
he was living fast. Yes, he was. Yeah. And that's why he died, too. Yeah. So, uh, anyhow. Uh, um, well, well, actually, I mean, anyone from uh, Kansas City probably would not know this, but yeah. uh, Robert Tillman was one of his best friends, mm-hmm. and uh, he was in the car, and they were speeding because they had uh, they were up late at a part having a party, and they were late to get to the uh, airport, KCI air, Airport, and it was icy conditions. Yeah, they're and hurrying they're, to they're get going a to the to championship a, game uh-huh. in St. Louis, um, and uh, they ran off the road. Robert Tillman was killed instantly, and Derek Thomas lived another 10, 15 days. I think so, yeah. Something and he like went that. to rehab in Miami where he had an embolism, Yeah. and it took his life. Yeah. So, anyhow, go ahead, Christopher. Um, I was just going to make the point that uh, I think, as you're saying, Al Davis wasn't such as a bad guy as we thought he was. He was probably, don't get me wrong, he wasn't a great guy, but he wasn't as bad as we thought, I don't think. I I look at him more as he was playing the role of, uh, like, who's who's a wrestler who was played the villain? Oh, uh, let me me think. Um, But he'd be like one of those guys. He's he's there to play the role of the villain because it's fun, it's exciting. He's someone you love to hate, and he's probably a little bit like that or somewhat like that. He did. He was a thorn in the side of the NFL and the commissioner at the time, uh, Pete Rozelle. Um, Well, I mean, when I was really he did sue the league a lot, but I think he played that role and he did it willingly. To be the villain, the bad guy, you know, focus the hate on me, it sells tickets. Yeah, he so. was like the Randy Macho Man Savage against there Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Or around here, let's <coughs> see. Bulldog Bob Brown became a good guy. Baron Von Raschke, wasn't he like kind yeah. of an evil guy? Anybody named Baron, yeah, was, yeah, was yeah. generally... A German. German, uh, yeah. yeah. Anybody yeah. with a German name for about two generations they were was, Nazi, was the bad guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, um, there were other ones too. Uh, but anyhow, um, I think Bulldog Bob Brown became a fan favorite, but he used to be the heel. He used to be yeah. like the, you know, Harley Race would come up and whip his ass. And uh-huh. like, yeah, get that son of a bitch. Uh-huh. He's no good. And, yeah. Handsome Harley Race. And then everybody's seen him around fucking drinking. Yeah, handsome Harley Race. <laughs> that's like the guy at the bar that's huge named Tiny. Yeah. Yeah. So, yep. Well, yeah, it's and, uh, like, you know, you see Marilyn Manson on stage doing all of his stuff, and then, you know, a couple of days later, you see him at the supermarket trying squeezing. Trying to rape somebody. No, he's squeezing yeah. a melon to see if it's ripe or not. Yeah. You're like, okay, I get it. You're just a guy, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's it's, it's like, all an act. Hey, is, that, is that Marilyn Manson? I'm Brian Werner, you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know how notice how much he looks like Nicolas Cage now? He a really younger does, Nicolas Cage. I know, yes. It's, it's kind of creepy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's funny when you talk to people that knew them growing up, and they're like, "Oh my God!" Like a guy I used to work with knew uh, Eddie Vetter, but I forgot mm-hmm. what he said his real name was. It wasn't Vetter. Oh. Uh, anyhow, he said that that guy was like just so fucking weird and cornball. And I'll just, bet he was. Yeah. yeah. Said like really he was like the himself. class suck ass and all this stuff, and everybody <laughs> fucking hated him. Yeah, I, but uh, anyhow, I remember being in Canton, Ohio to visit the Professional Football Hall of Fame. And I was very tempted to try to look up where Marilyn Manson's boyhood home was there yeah. in Canton. You know, he, he went to the local high school, the Canton Bulldogs. and you know. 
the team played on that stadium right there, and yeah, and that he was just Brian funny. Warner. And, yeah. Uh, so it would have been fun to go look at his boy at home, but more than likely he was a nerdy kid. Yeah, if you if you see a picture of him from high the school, outcast. he was he was uh, yeah he was something that somebody who probably got bullied a lot. Yes, I can see that. Yeah, but uh, anyways, yeah. so Giants Eagles, kind of as I was saying, the Eagles look to be a fairly complete team this year, <laughs> but at the same time, uh, I they don't wow me or excite me. I can see. Uh, them losing in the championship I game. I can see them losing to uh, yeah. San Francisco very easily. Yeah. We might, you know, not to get ahead of ourselves. But anyway, they beat the Giants pretty handily, but they're still just not quite that impressive in my mind. The same here. I don't know why, but it just... it just. No, they're kind of flat in a lot of different ways, even with Jalen Hurts back yeah. in the lineup. Maybe it's just the ugly uniforms. I don't know. I've always hated that color green. No, there's something there that just doesn't quite make sense. Yeah, yeah, it really. All right, so then the the next game was... We both both went for the Eagles. We went for the Eagles, so we were 2-0. All right, And then the next game was Oh, another thumbs up. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Just wait, hang on. (laughs) The next game was Bills and Bengals. Uh, Oh, man, that was fun to watch, a snow game. (laughs) And uh, I went with the hey, Bills. bills. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm not laughing at you. No, I I'm laughing at the Bills. I went with the Bills. You went with the Bengals. Um, yeah, because the Bengals have been ascending for quite a while now, and the Bills have been just pretty much fucking flatlining. I mean, they've been staying steady or regressing, one or the other. They have not been dominant mm-hmm. like they were last year. True. Like last they, year, they were not more impressive. Vaughn Miller had a certain umph to him. Yeah. And when he went out, that whole defense seemed to, even though he wasn't on the team last year. Yeah. Um, ha-ha, Von Miller. <laughs> he wouldn't go to the Chiefs because he is a Denver Bronco for many years. Yeah. Yeah. Well, where, where are you at now? Watching at home on his couch. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, anyhow, he opted to go to the Bills chasing another ring because he was in, with the Rams last year. And he got mm, a ring, mm-hmm, and he's a yeah. ring chaser now. So yeah, it would not surprise me to see him with the Bengals next year. Because he'll, yeah, he won't he'll go, go to the Chiefs because of that, oh, the Broncos the rivalry. Hated, yeah, yeah, the wa- rivalry. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, I, I had a little more faith in the Bills. I thought that uh, uh, they were going to re- rally, um, pull off you know the miracle at home, whatever. Uh, I thought that uh, the... Uh, emotional boost for DeMar Hamlin was going to carry more weight than it did. I almost um, went for the Bills, don't get me wrong, yeah. because of the emotional boost. But um, Josh Allen has not looked good in quite a while now. That's He's what I noticed in this last game. a lot of interceptions. Mm, yeah. A lot of interceptions. Now, the, the question that I have in my mind is this. Is it bad decisions or is his... Does he have something wrong? Is his wrist still hurt? Is his elbow, arm, whatever was hurting earlier, shoulder? I'm not for sure. Do, is he actually hurt, playing hurt, and not being able to throw as well? Or is something happened to his psyche that got mm-hmm. in there that he needs to correct? Well, I'm going to say that he's not hurt or injured, and that there's something wrong mentally. Uh, partly because See, I believe that 
I believe that mentally, well, I believe that if there was something physically wrong with him, then he would have to declare it. Um, so the bookies right. and the gambling sports right, books could make their bets accordingly. They hold that tight now. Yeah, I mean, all that stuff is not just you know for Good fairness' point. sake. Yeah. Now it actually no, ma- determines gamblers. how much money somebody can make. Yeah. So As a matter of fact, the Chiefs are one and a half point underdogs because of Mahomes' uh, yeah. high ankle sprain. Yeah. But if if the Bills are hiding that injury, uh, an injury to Josh Allen. Uh, and the bookmakers find out about it, they're going to adjust their odds accordingly, but not they don't, they're not going to tell anybody. They're not going to say anything, but it would be a noticeable you brought, thing. You brought up the best point. If there was something wrong with them, you damn well bet we would know about it because the bookies would fucking be. They'd be on it, yeah. Yeah, they'd yeah. be like, uh-uh. We and, had somebody in practice watching you guys, mm-hmm. and something's wrong with Josh Allen, and we want to know what it is right now. And I'm... Pretty sure that it would violate the contract the NFL has it would with the sports books. It would because they're an entertainment to hide that information <laughs> yeah. from them. I think that they're legally obligated to tell the bookies exactly no, what's are. going on with well, absolutely every injury to every hub player. Of, I th- it was with the Cowboys many years ago, and this before the bookies really became that big of a thing. But they got in all kinds of shit for suppressing information, mm-hmm. and it was one of their quarterbacks. It could have been Romo. I don't know. I can't remember who it was. But it was that far back. And they got in a lot of shit over it. Yeah. And then after that, man, I if someone fucking <clears throat> scratched their ass and it bled a little mm-hmm. bit, they were on that injury report. And conversely, when uh, the health information privacy laws started getting some real teeth, in college football, they became no longer able to report any injuries. Because if the players are under 21 years of age, they're minors, and you're not allowed to discuss their health information <laughs> without their express permission of their parents. And the parents probably were uh-huh. like, no, that's all right. We're going to yep, go ahead. And- yep, yep. So all of a sudden it's like, well, so-and-so is out. Um, he was holding his leg, so yeah. that's about all we know. They, Yeah, they have no they have no clue, and the player oh, and the team on, doesn't have to tell them. Yeah, right here. <laughs> yeah, right here. I swear. You never get anything to eat here. No, anyhow, go ahead. I'll I'll have to go. You'll hear some clipping later. I'm going to go get my fucking muffin. Anyhow, go ahead. So you were 3-0, and and I'm 2-1. and Okay. Uh, Let's see. What was the last game? That was Dallas and 49ers. Oh, yeah. Yep. And uh, the Dallas Cowboys did their usual, you know, choking to death in the playoffs. We smelt the the ass paddling from way afar. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And... uh, we both called that one, so Mark finished four and zero, and I'm three and one. Well, now we're even because now we're even you, again. Yeah. So, all right. <clears throat> so that leads us to the two championship games mm-hmm. coming up this Sunday. Yep. Um, let's so we're going to have uh, the 49ers at Eagles. Yep. That I is think the first that's game. the first. Okay, that's the first game. Then the second game is going to be Bengals at Chiefs. No, no neutral site game. Nope. Everyone, uh, because somebody went down their leg. Uh, let's see, sorry, <laughs> started selling all the tickets early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't so, know. It's kind of the same thing as when the AFC Championship game is played. They're going to have stuff printed up for both teams 
and then yeah, whichever team wins, they bring that out and throw the rest the Super away. Super Bowl, they both have their hats. Yeah, and everything so it's like the same that. thing as you know selling the tickets early. Of course, you do that. Okay, this is Central Time: San Francisco 49ers versus the Philadelphia Eagles. San Fran was a uh, two seed, and the Eagles were a number one seed. So they are going to go to Philly. Yep. It's 2 p.m. Sunday, January 29th. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals versus the Kansas City Chiefs, 5.30 p.m. This is Central Time also, mm-hmm. Sunday, January 29th. Um, that's three seed versus one seed. In yeah, Bengals three seed three versus seed. one. Yeah. yeah. Although they beat the Bengals, or they beat the Bills so bad, I think they should have just went ahead and switched seeds. <laughs> yeah. And said, you know what, Bills, we're going to go ahead and knock you back to three or four. We yep. might put you behind Jacksonville, okay? We're going to put yep. you as a wild card, just so you can save face. Yes. Yeah. You have to wear your visiting jerseys. Yeah, and... yeah. yes. And you, and, and you got to wear a dress. You have to use the locker room where the water doesn't yeah. work, you like in Philadelphia. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to sing, I'm a little teapot. Yeah. <laughs> Get your dress on, bitches. I'm a little teapot, short and stout. Woo. <laughs> Watch me throw an interception, and then I'll pout. <laughs> exactly. I smell a bit. Oh, there is a there is a Buffalo Bills bit coming up. Nice. Well, not on this podcast. Okay. Well, you know what? If I can get it done in time, this podcast. Hot doggy. But if not, fuck you guys. You're gonna have to wait. <laughs> this is free, bitches. If you paid for it, I'd do it tomorrow. Every well, you know, everyone's getting there what they pay for. So that's right. We're honest that so. way. And besides that, we sound like a ten pound bag of shit anyhow. So it doesn't it's matter, true. right? Yeah. We got little to live up to. Yeah. We were told recently that our podcast sounds awful and we should just throw ourselves into the trash. So we're going to work on our audio quality a little bit. Yes, we are. Yes. Yep. You know what that makes me want to do? Sound even worse. Yeah, I guess. Well, how could we sound worse? Yeah. Well, I don't know. None more worse. You know what? All we can do is try. Yes. All we can do is try. We're the little engine that could. <laughs> we're the we're little gonna, rectum that can. <laughs> we're just going to work our way up, and we're just going to try, try, try. We're going to squeeze go, and grunt until we squirt that little turd right out. Oh, no. <laughs> we just... We <laughs> Anyhow. All right. So let's, let's, uh, let's make the predictions. Okay. 49ers and Eagles. Oh. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and go with the 49ers. Me too, me too. I think they've uh, they've got the heart, the soul, the flash, the energy. Um, Brock Purdy looks pretty. <laughs> purdy. He has a purdy mouth. Yeah, yes he does. <laughs> um, no, I, I just, from everything I've seen, I've, you know, I've seen more of the Niners playing than I have the Eagles playing. Here's what I would but like to I just, know. I think the Niners have got what it takes this year. I do, too. I think they're on yeah. a roll. They're ascending. So they're ascending is what I call, it's almost the opposite. Mm-hmm. A boulder going downhill and picking up steam the more altitude that it, uh, you know, loses. Mm-hmm. Um, the 49ers are that right now. Where the Eagles have been sputtering. Yeah. They have been rolling and on a roll. Yeah. So I am going to go with the 49ers because of that. The thing that I want to know, maybe you know the answer to this or not, I haven't had a chance to look it up, is Garoppolo available? And are they holding him out because Purdy is doing so well? That's a good question. I don't know. 
I mean, <coughs> in my in my opinion, I think that the the game, the uh, Super Bowl Fifty Four, that the Chiefs beat the Forty Niners in. I think that game would have been much closer if you had a better passer. Yeah. Because there was a couple of guys wide open that yeah. Jimmy G just could not hit. Yeah, I remember a couple of times going, ooh, so glad he dropped that or yeah. missed that or missed whatever. Missed it, basically missed yeah. it. And, like, didn't miss it, like, a little bit, but missed it by 10 yards. Yeah, it's like, who did you run the wrong way? Yeah, yeah. the guys over there on the running down the sideline going, give it to me, Jimmy G, get it. <laughs> what the fuck was that? You so, need your eyes checked. Now, I have not seen Brock Purdy. I don't know if they changed their game a little bit. He's doing a lot of slant and up the middle mm-hmm. throws. Can he do the long throw? He, he can. was not a high draft pick. I know no, that. no, he was pretty low, actually. Um, I think he can throw a bomb, but not with a lot of power. I think he can arc one like a Hail Mary, but so that's they're keeping him. they're keeping him in there on a roll, yeah. basically. Yeah, the short and medium game is where he's he's got a lot of success. But then again, that's the where Garoppolo game, is his more, strength, too. Yeah. So, I guess if you're on a roll anyhow, this guy doesn't know that he can lose yet. Yeah, yeah, his confidence has to be sky high. Yeah, he doesn't know he can lose yet, and he, you basically got the same arm, it sounds like. Yeah. So you might as well ride him. Yep. And, and you can always, during the Super Bowl, things go south, go Jimmy G, go win it. Yeah, yeah. Have a chance to redeem himself. So it's a great story either way. True. Or championship game even. If he's available, if Jimmy G's available, keep him on the bench. And mm-hmm. then uh, uh, Brock Purdy hits a rough spatch, go Jimmy G, go win the game. Yeah, I could see that happening. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, I'm, I, I'm. I'm going for 49ers. And I see the 49ers doing something to take the Eagles out of their limited game, and the Eagles just can't recover. I think they're going to use spies. I'm looking to 49ers win it going away. They're going to use spies because, um, number one, Jalen Hurts has been injured here lately. So you you don't think Bosa's going to slam him to the fucking turf? (laughs) Every chance he gets. throws in Philadelphia turf as fast as he can. When you say Jalen Hurts, you say, yes, he does. Yes, he does. <laughs> <laughs> so I think the 49ers, and I think it's going to be a very close game. Okay. And a mistake, and I think the mistake is going to be the Eagles doing it and not the 49ers. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, well, all right. We, we both hit we the both 49ers for do, different reasons. Do you agree with the same fashion? I'm, I'm thinking that the 49ers are going to uh, win going away. Okay. I don't think it's going to be that close. All right. So that'll so be a, a difference. This is the extra pat on the back. Yeah. Okay. That's the tiebreaker. Yeah, we <laughs> can both get it right. But the extra pat on the back goes on whether if it's like a three-pointer or uh-huh. something like that, I get the pat on the back. If it's like fucking 37 to 10, yeah. Christopher gets the, uh, Topher gets the pat on the back. And we'll, we'll take garbage touchdowns into account. Garbage time touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not going to take bullshit. Yeah. If it's bullshit, then we're just going to go, no, 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 no. Yeah. And we have a reserved right to give us both a kick in the ass, too. Yeah, that's true. We yeah. can both get it wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, an oil checking by Andre the Giant, whatever. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Come on, brother. Oh, 
So, this brings us to our beloved Kansas City Chiefs with an injured Patrick Mahomes that mm -hmm. says he's going to play. And Andy Reid's like, oh, we'll see about that. But no, 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 don't listen to Andy Reid. Yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll at least start. Yeah, Mahomes will go in there and fucking throw Henny out of there and go, it's my yeah. fucking team. Get out of here. Andy, shut up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, Mahomes will be in this game. Now, my question is right here. In 80% Mahomes, is he good enough to win? This Bengals team is really good, and the problem is they they play small ball. Mm. They keep the game within range. Yeah. It doesn't matter after three and a half quarters, if they're three points ahead or three points behind. Yeah. They find a way to win the game. It's like a horse race. You don't make your move until the end. Exactly. And that's how yes. the Bengals have been doing. They've been staying in the hunt. They've been staying in the game, staying They've been in the lurking game. in the shadows. And, and the then last the fourth minute, quarter, they, yeah. they just pour it on. Yeah. They either by scoring it's enough really to overwhelm you or their defense that. steps up to where you just can't do squat anymore. Yeah, yeah that's, that's I, a scary actually, team. That's kind of how the Chiefs have been doing it here lately, too. True. I know they've been getting dogged a lot about, oh, they let the foot off the gas, but actually... They've been the sneaky kind of team, too, where, mm -hmm. like, you know, uh, the defense really won the Jacksonville, sealed the Jacksonville game. Yeah, there's yeah, there's a few times the Chiefs' D is, has, has really stepped up right at the right moment. The San Diego, or the Los Angeles Chargers <laughs> game. Yeah. The first and second one, both. I mean, uh -huh. um, they, let's see, was it uh, Watson? Was a 87, 88-yard run? Interception, uh, run back, yeah. pick six. Yeah. yeah. Um, that sealed the game for the Chiefs on the first Los Angeles Chargers game. Um, let's see, the last three or four games, the defense has made big. Big plays when they yeah. needed to. Um, so, I. It's difficult, isn't it? It's very difficult, mm -hmm. and I wish I could just go Chiefs all the way. Yeah. And to be perfectly honest, even with a hundred percent Mahomes, I don't, I couldn't do that anyhow. Yeah, this Bengals team is a really, really good team. It is, and it I'll, is. and I'll go a step further. If the Bengals beat the Chiefs and they make it to the Super Bowl, I think this year they win it. I can see that. Yeah. 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 Right so, now, I can see the Bengals beating either the Niners or the Eagles. Uh, me too. Easily. So, Not. I mean, easily, but. I, I can I can picture it being fairly common, coming here fairly easy for him, not not on a stretch. I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna pick. I need more coffee. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> if I ever get my cappuccino and my muffin, I'll be fucking fine. I mean, I actually the cappuccino they don't know that I finished it, so you know that's okay. But my muffin, I'll have to go get it here in a little bit. So see um, what you don't realize is that when we arrive at one of these places, I first thing I do is tell the wait staff to ignore you. Oh, um, yeah, I, <laughs> that would make sense at least, <laughs> fuckers. <Yeah. laughs> um, okay, well we can't put it off any longer. We got to make our pick. Okay, <clears throat> I am going to go with the Chiefs by a frog hair's ass, <laughs> and maybe I'm a homer. Very well, could be. I'm saying the Chiefs, and I think it's going to be a combination of Chad Henney and Patrick Mahomes, and I think it's mm -hmm. by design. Mm -hmm. Because I think there's going to be certain running plays and stuff where they're just going to go, come on out. Right, we'll see if I'm right on this. Yeah, I, I, I easily see Andy Reid making that kind of plan 
to plan to have Henny in for well, at least part of the game. Well, guess who's going to be practicing this week? Yeah. It's not going to be Mahomes with that high ankle sprain. Yeah. They already said that, too. They said, well, we're probably not going to practice him. And they said, well, this is uncharted water. We've always had him practice. So. And it's, uh, if they do it right, you know, you, you don't want Mahomes in there for the whole game anyway. Exactly. So if you bring Henny in. The other team's like, oh, they're just going to hand off for a while. So you make sure Henny throws some passes and and runs the full offense. So this is it can be done. This is the done. type of game where you're going to have to be very strategic and stick to it. Yeah, and you're going to have to make the other team make mistakes. The way you make the other team make mistakes is intense pressure and confusion, mm-hmm. disguise blitz, yeah. spies, yeah. Um, block in the middle. Um, uh, the the ends are good enough. The cornerbacks are good enough uh-huh. to to stop most of the passes. You're not going to stop all of them. Yeah, they're good enough to not get a whole lot of uh, of holding calls or <clears throat> pass me. interference calls. So I think it can be done, but it's a very tall task. Yeah. So I'm going to go with the Chiefs by a fucking frog's ass hair. Yeah. Okay. And last-minute heroics. All right. That not necessarily will be Patrick Mahomes. Could be Chris Jones, or it could be uh, Frank Clark, or it could be anybody. Legereus Sneed. He's been stepping it up. He's been stepping up. I mean, he's he's been good. Watson. This whole year, but just lately, he's been like in overdrive. Who got the interception? The fantastic one against Jacksonville was that Watson. It was uh, yeah, the one earned interception. Yeah, yeah. It was. We have two Watsons on the team. The other one's a receiver. The receiver, and he's good too. He just needs more practice. Yeah, yeah. So, and how many times we're going to see Blake Bell getting a pass and not being a decoy? Man. You know, Blake, My over-under on Blake Bell is two. Blake two. Bell and Joel Gray. Gray is another one. Yeah. yeah Actually, am I thinking t- of Gray? Who is the one that's been getting the 20, 30-yarders here and there and the sneaky deception ones? I think that's been Gray. It's Gray, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Is it 83. Noah Gray? Noah Gray. That's Noah it. Gray, yeah. Joel Gray. That's an actor, oh, um, I think. Yeah. Um, okay. okay, or a weatherman, who knows? Yeah, Joel, yeah, Joel Gray with weather. Yeah, that sounds like a weatherman. Yeah, we got a bunch it? of shit moving in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do tonight. Too. See that squiggly shit? Yeah, yeah, that's clouds. Yeah. Yeah, you see that shit coming out of the clouds? Yeah, that's precipitation. Back to you. Either that or little kids peeing off the roof. <laughs> Back to Eyewitness Seventeen News. Seventeen. What a dismal channel number. Yeah. Eyewitness Seventeen News. <laughs> With Noel Gray, or Joel Gray, with Joel Gray Weather. Yes. And Frank Thompson, lead. <laughs> <laughs> or was it Tom Tucker? Tom Tucker's on the family guy. Let's see, who would, who would be the Skip Brannigan on sports? <laughs> yeah! <laughs> so, Skip. <laughs> He'd wear some ugly-ass plaid suit. And a mustard-colored so, shirt. So, Skip, how did our Bengals do today? Well, let's see here. Uh, what what did I call the lead guy? Joel Gray. Joel, oh, okay. No, it was... Uh, no, Joel Gray was a weatherman. I can't remember. Okay. 
Yeah, you know what? Fuck it. Okay, well, your prediction. Okay. Where the hell did we go with that? Jeez. You gave me some time to think about it. Okay. Okay, well, I am going to go with the Bengals this year. I it, almost did. It, it breaks my heart, did, but, but uh, honestly, the way the Chiefs played was heroic and yeah. terrific and wonderful. Uh, the way the Bengals played was methodical and brutal and like walking into a freaking buzzsaw. Uh, yeah. And I think the Chiefs are kind of fragile right now and a little unsure. And I think the Bengals believe 100% in themselves. And their confidence and morale is sky high. And I think they're going to come in and say, gosh darn it, in, but use stronger words than that. Um, <laughs> they're going to say... This is it. We're taking it. We know how to beat these these guys, and we're just going to do it and go on. And that's very possible. I, uh, it's going to be heartbreaking to watch, but I I, I see this being uh, a Bengals domination, and the Chiefs getting uh, rattled early and not being able to recover because partly because Mahomes is hurt. But I think even if Mahomes were a hundred percent, I would still go with the Bengals. In, in a close game, but I think I think this game's not going to be so close. Okay. I, I, but anyway, that that gives us a, a different pick anyway. No, that, that does. That does. And you see, I kind of feel the same way about the Chiefs of what you just said. Mm-hmm. As much as I've been motherfucking them and everything and talking about how mediocre they looked, when I looked at, the, at their body of work, and mm-hmm. what they've been able to accomplish, you are what your record says you are. Yeah, and it's pretty amazing. Dick Vermeil, <laughs> Dick Vermeil used to always say that, you know, well, I know you only won by uh, one point here. And then he goes, "You are what your record are. If you're yep. if you're if you're one in fourteen and you lost every fucking game, uh-huh. he didn't say every fucking game, but uh-huh. you know, every game by one point in the last minute, you're a one in fourteen team." Yep. You are not a good team. Mm-hmm. Good teams figure that out. So I'm going to go ahead and go with the Chiefs because of their body of work, and I'm just going to go ahead and ignore the Mahomes injury, mm-hmm. and I'm going to say that Chad Henney and the defense is going to do just enough to get it done. We're going to ass hair in that son of a bitch, <laughs> and I mean ass hair, and it's going to be last-minute heroics by someone on the defense and I think that Mahomes is going to be good, but not great. Yeah. But to be fair, I think he was going to be good, but not great in this game anyhow. Yeah, I can see that. The Bengals' secondary is, is pretty They good. have a way of suppressing him with spies yeah. and stuff that's just... Yeah. So, you know but what? But as far as the Chiefs' defense, something that was very uh, apparent to me in the Jaguars game was the pass rush that the Chiefs had... Uh, they were containing uh, Trevor Lawrence. They were not pushing up the middle. Mm-hmm. He could always step that up into been the middle. Making, yes, yeah. I, so it, if they do that to Burrow, I think Burrow's going to pick the Chiefs apart. Uh, they I might as well not that. rush him if they're not going to pressure him. You up might the as middle. well go out in coverage and yeah. guard the middle. You might as I, well just you know keep one guy back that you know on well, the line to keep him honest and send I'll the ten like people this. in coverage. I think Spagnolo is playing. <clears throat> is playing for his right to be here next year, mm. to be honest. Because I think it's some of the talent and some of the production we've been getting out of them yeah. is not matched. 
he's definitely getting a lot out of him, you know, peaking at the right time. Yeah. As the saying goes. So So we'll so. see. Okay, all right. Well there but you that go. But that was that was just the one thing I wanted to wanted to mention to see your your opinion on it. But the the Chiefs pass rush is just, you know and they, they form a U shape around the quarterback and contain him. They don't necessarily the outside guys try to sack him, but the inside guy just just kind of hangs well, out there and, and just takes up game. space. A big game that I look for is uh, George Karloftis. Yeah. I think that that guy mm-hmm. has got some ability and some uh, quick moves. Mm-hmm. And I think if he can get in there and get Burrow on the ground two or three times on that 15-degree uh, weather that we're going to have here. Oh, yeah. It yeah. is going to be cold. Yes. Uh, gosh, remember that uh, that super cold game in the 80s? It was the, the... Or the 90s. It was the Chargers and the Bengals. I think it was the 82 oh, championship, championship game. Championship game with Boomer. It was like 17 with degrees. Booger, Booger with Booger Esiason. Yes, with a 50-degree wind chill. Yes. And let's see, Icky Woods for the Bengals, too. Uh, Who Dan, was the one that was sleeveless just to be fucking, just to be tough? Probably, one of them was sleeve, sleeveless, one yeah. of the offensive linemen. Yeah. Sleeveless, no gloves. Uh-huh. Gosh. That guy, that guy pisses on your tree. He doesn't piss on his tree. He comes over to your yard, pisses on your tree, and waits for you to come out so he can eat in the face. Hey, 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 what are you looking at? You got piss on my... Oh, God, piss on my tree, I'm sorry. So. It's a very cold, very cold right. weekend, but that's gonna, it's gonna be fun. So there we go. Now, um... I wanted to go into this. I spoke about a couple of things that I wanted to talk about. Uh-huh. Okay, so what was the two things that I earmarked? I forgot. Oh, gosh. Did you write them down? Hopefully you did. Oh, well, let me One grab of my, them was uh... Sage Ro- Rosenthal. Yes, Sage Rosenthal on Kirk Cousins. Was the other one maybe Lamar Jackson? Yes. Okay, yes. and I think there's another one too that I wanted to earmark, but we'll we'll get to all that. Okay. So okay, um, now um, Kirk Cousins, you know, Viking quarterback. We're mm-hmm. we're both not really huge fans of him. We think that he is a good statistic guy, and that's it. I, I think he's named well because Kirk Cousins is about as exciting as kissing your cousin. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so. Former Viking quarterback Sage Rosenthal tweeted Brock Purdy is playing better than quarterbacks making $35 million a year. <laughs> Guess who is making exactly $35 million per year? Kirk Cousins? Yes. Wow. <laughs> Sage has taken to Twitter numerous times over the last few years to bash Cousins. He's not a winner. He's a good system quarterback that only is good during the regular season. Big numbers with no playoff wins that matter. I I would think Sage has, must has must have identified Kirk as a guy who's just happy to get a paycheck. Well, that's okay. that's how I look. That's I'm my mixed first. On this. Im, that's my first impulse is that he's picking on him this way because he resents him being there. And why yeah, would he resent he him being there? He doesn't motherfuck anybody else. Yeah. I don't know of. He resents Kirk Cousins being there because he believes Cousins is just there to get a paycheck and doesn't care about success. I, th- I, I agree. But the thing is, is Sage Rose- Rosenthal, what the fuck has he done? 
Not much. Exactly. Yeah, he had a cup Kirk of coffee Cousins in the league. Probably, and that was yeah, Kirk Cousins a much better quarterback. Mm-hmm. I mean, as hard as that is to say with his, yeah. you know. But I don't get where Sage Rosenthal has any type of cloud at all putting this shit out. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to see something else that Rosenthal has been correct on. Correct on. On his oh, opinion hey, thank you. I got my muffin. Nice, nice. What'd you do? You fucking give him the look? <laughs> like, go ahead and bring it out? I, I think somebody's had it in his armpit for long enough. Oh, yeah. It's assed up. Look at it. You can just look at it and tell it's assed up. We, we're going to have to apologize to Rick here. People are going to sh- not come here and eat his food because we're talking about armpit muffins. <laughs> they don't do that here. No, we're just... It's parody. The it food really here is. is top-notch, but the quiche... Ignore that little curly oh, hair there in your mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that has nothing to do with anything. The quiche. Would you not agree the quiche is the best? Remember when they used to say real men don't eat quiche? Yeah. Remember that was a thing? And I I tried quiche once. It was like, this is pretty good. It is fucking good. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like egg pie. The, yeah. The quiche here is fucking off the, off the hook. It is. Yeah. Good. They got, you know, yeah. you can, did you know you can customize your quiche in a lot of ways? Even no. Yeah, it's not really on the menu, but you can have them add, you know, paprika to it or cayenne or wow. or uh, if you want a little more uh, like dessert quiche, you can have them put uh, chocolate syrup on it or whatever. Yeah, no you shit. Can, you can dress it up all sorts of cool ways. Fuck, I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I just saw someone doing it, and it's like cool. I I, I want. They have any feta cheese back there? I'd like to try mine with a little feta cheese. Oh, that would be good. Yeah. Ooh. Mm. Oh man, that's cool. Or I'll bring some in next time. Yeah, a little feta cheese. I'll run by the Kroger just right up the road here. Pickled artichoke hearts. Yeah. yeah, there's a Kroger just what, like, two blocks away. Yeah. Go get some feta from there. But anyhow, I always um, thought Janie from Milgram was pretty hot. Yeah, she was. If you're from Kansas City and old, <laughs> you know who we're talking about. If not, you don't know. But she was hot. She, you could probably Google Janie from Milgram. She was a milf before there were milfs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she got hi folks. This is Janie, and then she'd have that Marianne top, that Marianne from Gilligan's Island yep. top. Yep. Yeah. Fucking she was so jugs, ended. fucking out there, fucking staring at you. They used to call those missile tit bras. Yeah, missile tits. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and then Janie disappeared for a while and came back with a really rough voice, and it turned out she had throat cancer. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, but she came all the way back, and she, she got her voice back. And yeah. Yeah, everyone is rooting for Janie from Milgram. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, the, and remember their logo? The guy with the paper hat? Oh, yeah. yeah I couldn't even Milgram. remember what their logo was. Well, it was like a... Um, was it a letter M with a guy standing behind it? It said Milgram. Or? No, it was, no, it was just Milgram, Milgram all the way. Yeah. And it had like a rectangular almost banner. But the sides were not uh, um, pointed. They were rounded off. Yeah, that's right. Like yeah, a, yeah. Like a big pill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the guy <laughs> was like kind of almost like saluting and said, hi, neighbor. Yeah, that's it. Hi, neighbor. Yeah. And oh, Janie okay. used to go, hi, neighbor. This is Janie. Kind of like Mr. Rogers. It was so yes, sweet. Yes. But she didn't change her shoes. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Yeah. She, yep. she could rock a sweater. Supposedly Mr. Rogers was very gassy and people had pissed people off on the set. <laughs> Supposedly he shit his pants all the fucking time. Lovely. And people would come on there and just go, my God, what does this guy eat? <laughs> but a very nice guy. He just shit his pants all the time. Yeah. They probably didn't go into that in the Tom Hanks version of his life. 
<laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> so, um, anyhow, uh, let's see. What else do we have here? Lamar Jackson, mm-hmm. like I was talking you about. You were going to mention Lamar Jackson. Yeah, Lamar Jackson. Um, it turns out he turned down $133 million. So it's Dollars? Not, yeah, $133 million contract, mm. which is fucking pretty damn good for a quarterback that is always on the injured list. So Baltimore offered him this contract? Uh, yeah. Yeah, Baltimore oh. offered him this, and he said, no, thank you. So Baltimore said, okay, hang on. We're going to go ahead and start the backup and see what he can do. <laughs> and now they're not talking at all. So most likely, Lamar Jackson, I guess he wants out. I think he was like trying to fucking hold him up for ransom, and they said no. Kind of like uh, Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Almost the same thing. Like, uh, But he didn't go trade me, but mm-hmm. he's a free agent. Yeah. Yeah, but he turned huh. down $133 million and they're like, you're not getting more than that. You're injured all the time. But part of him being injured all the time is also both, both their faults. Yeah. Number one, Lamar Jackson cannot pinpoint that pass like they thought he could. Mm-hmm. He's good. But he's not as good as they thought. Right. So when it comes down to it, you shut down the run, and he's fucked. Yeah. <laughs> so they have a, they go eleven and five every year with Lamar Jackson, mm-hmm. and then they usually uh, lose in the playoffs pretty quickly, kind of like Tennessee too, because Tennessee Titans, Tannehill is not that guy that can pinpoint that pass. And any team that makes the playoffs knows how to shut down a running game. Exactly. And if that's all it takes to beat you. Then, yeah, you don't like, make it in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, they're like, all right. They're like, shut down the run, and uh, we got Mahomes here. We got uh, Josh Allen. We got uh, uh, fucking what's-his-name, Joey Burrow. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, hey, you know what? That's fine. But not Kirk Cousins. No. No, no, no. no. So, and, and San Francisco 49ers with Garoppolo. Yeah. I mean, you can't pinpoint that pass or throw the bomb with any accuracy, and you're fucked in the NFL when it comes to playoff time. So, anyhow, he turned down that money, and so that's where we're at now. I don't think he's going to go back to Baltimore, which leads me to where will he land? Um. I'm all over on this school of thought. I could see him going Hmm. to Miami. Yeah. I could see him going to... A constant pursuit for a real knee slapper. It's strange insults from an alien. Real hilarity. You're the reason tubes of toothpaste have instructions on them. Hi there. This is Fucknut from Two Fucknuts and a Recorder Podcast. Two Douchebags and a Microphone are our favorite podcast ever. Please... Go to your friend's computer and download it from there. Go to your church's computer and download it from there. Go to people you don't know and grab their phones and download it on there. These fuckers need all the help we can get.
Jets, Indianapolis. Indy. Indy's a good one, yeah. Indianapolis, Indianapolis, because we still don't have <laughs> one fucking listener there. <laughs> right, I'm gonna have to drive there and download it. I think so. <laughs> yeah. Or I figure think, out a way to get my router to pretend I'm. I think it's Bob and Tom. They heard of us. Yeah, they're out of Indianapolis. They I think it's Bob us. and Tom. What they did is they offered people not to listen to us. They like gave them like free shirts yeah, and stuff. Blackballed us. Yeah, they blackballed. Oh, I'm sorry, African American balled us. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah, that yeah. We're. I was gonna say the Texans, but uh, the Texans aren't good enough to attract Lamar Jackson. No, 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 no. Texas is no man's land. If you yeah. want to go, like, go somewhere and just wither away, yeah, yeah, you go to uh, Houston. Yeah. yeah, the Texans so, is a good a good uh, argument for the I got theory one for that you. the Texans is a good argument for the theory that there are teams in the NFL whose purpose it is to be a punching bag mm-hmm. year after year, and Detroit was that for a long time, and they're yeah. starting to show some flashes. Jacksonville was that for a long time. Now they're starting to... But the Texans have been there pretty much for most of the time they've existed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, no, that's true. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I mean, they need those patsies. Yeah. They need the floor mats. Yeah. And they need the floor mats for team, the real teams to have a rest, if you will. Although... Especially since there are no preseason games. Yeah, the, these are your preseason games. Yeah. So, I mean, there's two, what, two preseason games, but they're yeah. like controlled scrimmages. And I remind you, we lost Indianapolis, and they were supposed to be a preseason game to us, but that's because we're too busy muffing punts and shit yeah. like that. <laughs> so, anyhow. Well, Mark Jackson, where could he go? Uh, well, we just said a couple of them that make sense. Yeah. Um, oh, Arizona Cardinals, but no, they paid too much. No one's going to take Murray off of their hands. Yeah. Um, let's see. I can't think of an a- NFC team that really could use him. Maybe Chicago, but I don't think he'd do well in Chicago. Hmm. They have Justin Fields. I think Justin Fields can develop into a Lamar Jackson yeah. easily. Yeah. So I would say no on that. Uh, I don't see him being a good fit in Green Bay. It's so cold up there. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. that's if Aaron Rodgers leaves. Yeah. Who's I mean, the backup in uh, Tampon Bay? Oh, he could go to Tampon Bay yeah. easily, yeah. Because Brady is is most, most likely, likely out the done there. there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Brady, I think, might be eyeballing Miami. Yeah, he he, lip, he is fucking just chomping at the bit to get Tyreek Hill and uh, Waddle. And, could they uh, afford him though? Uh, I don't know. They paid a shit ton for Hill. Uh-huh. And, you know, gone are the days where they could offer a sweetheart deal to a player just to get him signed. There are minimum salaries for each position and how many years you've been in the league. Well, I think no matter where Brady ends up, uh-huh. he's going to have to make concessions on money. He is, but there's only so little he can go down to. Because, because he's a quarterback and because he's been in the league so long, his minimum salary is in the millions. You're right. So a team's going to have to be able to afford a big one-year contract for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what usually runs punters and kickers out of the league, yeah. is their minimum salary by contract is way more than any team really wants to pay for a punter. Yeah, that's true. So especially yeah. one who's 38 years old or whatever. So 
But, you know, Tom Brady wants to play again. Somebody's going to have to be able to afford him. He can't say, give me a buck and then give me a chance for a ring. Yeah, well, you know what? I don't really know. Um, that's, yeah, I don't so, know. Huh? Maybe well, Tampa Bay for Lamar Jackson and Miami for Tom Brady. But, uh, I don't know, you made a pretty good case for Brady winding up in uh, uh, San Francisco. If San Francisco goes to the Super Bowl and does pretty well, they're going to say, Tom Brady who? Yeah, we got right. our guy. Yeah. So there goes his dream. That's probably why Brady's looking more elsewhere and not mentioning That's what I San think Francisco. Too. Yeah. I, I think, don't think there's room for him anymore. I think Brady, number one, wants to stay on a warm coast. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, I think he wants to go to a potential winner. He arrives there and automatically a Super Bowl contender, kind of like Tampa Bay was when he got there. Now that team is rotted on the vine around him, yes, and he wants to get term. the fuck, yeah, he wants to get the fuck out of there. Oh, extra bonus for playing in Miami, he gets to play the the uh, Patriots twice a year. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh-huh. He would love that. Yes, he would. Not yeah. that there's any real bad blood there. He would just love doing it. You know. No. I mean, they still love him over there. Uh huh. So. Yeah. Oh wow, that that'd be something else. Yeah, it would be. So, uh, yeah, yeah, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. The other thing that I had was the the whole line shifted so bad when Mahomes got that high ankle sprain. Yes. And then they found out they were playing the Bengals. Mm-hmm. So now we're one-and-a-half-point underdogs, which I actually love because I think our team gets a lift when they're underdogs. And considering home field advantage is an automatic plus three. <laughs> yes. So we're a one-and-a-half-point underdog because as soon as he got injured, the money all shifted to San Fran- or, uh, to uh, Cincinnati. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty interesting. So... <coughs> well, I remember the other thing we were going to talk about is uh, <coughs> the former Amazon guy, Jeff Bezos. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's looking to sell... I forget what. <coughs> he was going to sell... A certain thing and that was going to free up enough money that he's going to try to buy the Washington Commanders away mm-hmm. from Jeff Snyder or Daniel Snyder um, yeah um, and that's that's like a <coughs> marriage made in heaven for the NFL yes it is because uh, Bezos is going to be on board with everything they're going to want to do to monetize the NFL all the changes they're going to want to make um, and Snyder has probably been dragging his feet or causing trouble or, or you know, just being a pain in the ass, That's just kind of what he's good at. Yeah. <laughs> but with Bezos at, uh, as the owner of the Commanders, they're going to fall in line with, with everything the NFL wants to do. It's just going to be, uh, you know, a pretty greasy, easy fit, I think. I, I um, think you're right. And uh, the other owners are the ones that vote on the new owners. Mm-hmm. So you know they're not going to let anyone into their little club that doesn't feel exactly the way they do on everything. Well, I think that even if they don't, they're going to act like they do. Yeah. Because they're they're, they haven't been fools on mm-hmm. making money. Yeah. So they're not suddenly going to be a fool about making money. They're going to be like, oh, yeah, I agree 100%. That's yeah. what we need. To, oh, yes. Yeah. So, yeah. I need to <clears throat> look this up. I know there are a number of... Uh, uh, former players who are part owners mm-hmm. of certain NFL teams. Um, but I was wondering about minority ownership. 
like ethnic minority specifically. See, because that's I think what I thought lot they were going to do owners. with the commanders when they kicked Dan Snyder. Well, Dan Snyder's in the process of getting booted. I, yeah. In parentheses, um, selling the team. Yeah. In quotations. In with other the, words, they got enough dirt on him to where he has to They got a pistol to the back of his head saying he'd sell the team. And yeah. he's like, I think I'll sell the team. You see, I thought it was going to go to minorities, so I think if Jeff Be- Be- Bezos... Bezos, I guess. I just whatever. say Bezos, I have no idea. Well, whatever the fuck he is. Uh, that mutant from fucking Mars. Yeah. Okay. He uh, might put together a team with minorities in it, and it might already have been set up by the NFL. Yeah. Think about it. Anymore, it's pretty unrealistic to look for a single person to own a team because they're, they cost anywhere from three and a half to eight and a half billion dollars for a franchise. Yeah. Um, Bezos so, may have the money, yeah. but I think the NFL is like, okay, we like you, you did the Amazon Prime mm-hmm. thing, we really respect you and all this and your name value Uh but here is what we're looking at who can you find to come on board with you i think the dream situation for the nfl is bezos as a majority owner and person in control in charge with 100 percent authority to act who was an african african american well off that would be able to afford part of this commander's team um that guy who ran for president on the Republican Party, the former heart surgeon, Ben Carson. Ben Carson could. Yeah, he's been mentioned. Um, Oprah Winfrey. I think um, I think Oprah Winfrey, because of the contracts and the TV and all that, mm-hmm. would actually be a great fit for them. Yeah, she would. Yeah. But at the same time, I think the dream Although situa- I love Ben Carson. Mm-hmm. I think he's a really smart guy. I think Actually, the- he's too smart. That's why he didn't do well in politics. <laughs> so anyhow, go ahead. I think the dream situation for the NFL would have Bezos as majority owner and in full control with all decision-making. But his owner group, ownership group was made up of a very diverse group. But they would yeah. have no say in day-to-day operations. They would be something that the NFL could point to and say, looky here, look at how we They could inclusive. even have a mentally handicapped person on board. They could, like, hire, uh, they could have Joe Biden as part of it. <laughs> George Santos. Or George Santos. Um, oh, George Santos is even better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We but, get into that in a little bit. <laughs> but, of course, the NFL doesn't want to deal with any of those part owners uh-huh. or any of the ownership group. They just want the one person at the head of it. And that would have to be Bezos. So they could point to yeah, no, the that's diversity exactly and what say, I was look meaning. how nice we are. Yeah, look. But at the same time, they've just got one person who's make, calling all the yeah. shots. And then Bezos is a hero. Yeah. 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 So. I really, I did not feel well taking this team when I could have had some African Americans and other minorities. Mm-hmm. So we had to, we had to do a we coalition. We formed this rainbow I coalition. Could not, yeah, yeah, I could not just do this on my own. And that I is actually a, sure. a really common uh business uh, Well, Jesse structure. Jackson is the one that started the Rainbow Coalition, isn't he? Yeah. Isn't Jesse Jackson started uh-huh. that? 
Yeah. But that is a fairly common business structure is to have one person in charge with all the authority and Uh everybody else who owns part of it, all they do is get money. But that one person runs it, and Basically, they don't, and no one else has any say. In the it. guy that runs it is the business guy, the business say, the guy that knows what the hell he's doing. Uh-huh. You put him there on purpose mm-hmm. because he knows what the hell he's doing. Everybody else sits back and collects a paycheck and goes out and signs a mm-hmm. signs a glossy pictures. Yeah, they get the paycheck, and what Bezos gets is not having to take all the financial burden himself. Exactly. He's got you know he could afford to buy a team outright. Yeah. But he'd rather be 52% owner and, and then he, have the other 48% he would have spent to go invest does in. that. Yeah, he has more investing power. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to And then he would, he would have that other 48 mil, you know, whatever, 48% to go invest elsewhere. It's not all tied up in the team. Yeah, because that is diversifying your portfolio. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's a win for everybody if he does it that way. Yeah. So it's it's going to be worth watching to see if uh, he winds up with with the commanders. Yeah, yeah, and I hope he does really with this coalition of uh, of people, and and here is why: it's not the answer, but it's a, it's a step in the right direction. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, anyhow, Sean Payton was another one I want to talk about. You oh, know, yeah. the most sought after sought after coach. Mm-hmm. Probably since Andy Reid was available in Philadelphia. Yeah, I would go along with that. Well, maybe Jim Harbaugh, but he went to uh, um, he went to Michigan, mm-hmm. and now I guess he's going to stay in Michigan, so he's off the table. Yeah, um, really, there hasn't been that guy in quite a few years that's been available. All of a sudden, you know, and here's the other thing about Sean Payton is he's still under contract with New Orleans. But well, that's right. New Orleans has granted permission for all the teams. Like he's going to interview in Arizona, mm-hmm. he's already interviewed with Denver, and I'm not sure if he interviewed. I don't think he's going to interview with Houston. People are saying that he might have turned them down, huh. and he might have turned down Indianapolis too. I think both those teams would be a pretty difficult project for him. Yeah, so he wants to go into a team that's ascending, not in the shitter. Yeah. Uh, so, um, okay, the Broncos is his number one right now. Mm. According to all sources, is he's planning a second interview, but he uh, postponed that so he could go talk to Arizona. Now, is that a tool to get more money? Probably. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. So he has maybe the potential quarterback. I think maybe Sean Payton sat back and looked at it and said that, you know, I think I can straighten out Russell Wilson. Yeah, that'd be easier than straightening out Kyler Murray. <laughs> Bingo. Bingo. Yeah, you'd have to uninvent yeah. video games to straighten out Kyler Murray. Now, what if one of these teams said, we're going to make a run for A-Rodge. Would you come here if we got A-Rodge for you? Or do you think you'd stick with the Broncos and Russell Wilson? I think you'd stick with the Broncos. Because Aaron Rodgers is not enough to get you to commit to a team. Because yeah. Rodgers could be one year and out. And That's then you're true. stuck at that team. That's true. Yeah. Now, here's another one. Um, I wouldn't do it. At least Bruce Arians is smart enough to step down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is like, here, Todd Bowles, you be the asshole. <laughs> so, um, okay. So the Broncos might be a great fit for him. And also, 
he's probably not real happy with Kansas City stealing Mahomes right before him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be another incentive. Yeah. To come play us against like, them. Oh, I need to kick the shit out of Andy Reid and, uh, <laughs> and fucking Brett Feech. Those fuckers. I had it all mapped out the next 10 years of my life. The next yep. 20 years of my life. Mahomes magic in my hands. <laughs> and, uh, oh, well. And I think it's on Rich Eyes. And he's like, yep. Yeah, Kansas City just moved up. Ah, we're not getting Mahomes. <laughs> I quit. I quit. <laughs> so anyhow, when there, Drew Brees left, mm-hmm. uh, New Orleans doesn't have the quarterback. Their team's starting to get old. I mean, I don't blame them for taking off. Yeah. It was time for new scenery anyhow. So uh, Broncos seems to be the front runner. With Arizona, probably the second one mm-hmm. right behind him. And Carolina Panthers was the other one that he interviewed for. But he Yeah, that way he could play against Saints twice a year. Yes. Uh, but I think the same thing with Carolina is, is they don't have a guy he feels that is capable of being at the uh, behind the center. Yeah. Yeah, they so, don't have their franchise quarterback yet. Yeah, so I think he feels like he can strut, uh, straighten Russell Wilson out enough to where they can win a few games. Yeah. But their salary cap is fucked, which kind of makes me wonder why he planned a second interview there. How is uh, how is um, Arizona's cap, I wonder? Um, Carolina should be free and clear. They got rid of McCaffrey yeah. and saved a ton of money. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking that Arizona's pretty tight because they just re-signed Kyler Murray. Okay, well, then maybe just Denver by default, man. is probably the best job, yeah. and it's of a storied organization that has a history of winning. Yeah. So, except here lately, but, you know, yeah. I, I mean. There was uh, somebody I, who was saying before the season, I'll have to look this up again, I don't know the guy's name, but before this season started, he was – predicting that Tom Brady was at some point during this season just going to become a, a mediocre quarterback. That his talents were just going to go poof. And that is kind of what happened. Yeah. Uh, so even though Tom Brady may want to maybe looking to go to Miami next year and play again, uh, I think he's going to be a shell if he plays next year. I would I agree. Think, I think his best move is to go right to the broadcast booth now. Because he's got that deal in place and he's ready. Yeah. But if he plays next year, I think we're all gonna we're all gonna be you know averting our eyes in shame. It's like, oh God, Tom, please. Well, look at Peyton Have Manning. Have some mercy. <laughs> now, Tom Brady is in much better shape than Peyton Manning was. Mm-hmm. But look, it seemed like a Peyton Manning over the course of one month, he was a completely different quarterback because his arm. Yeah. Um, I think. You're right. The guy's going to be 46. And with all the crap that's gone on in his personal life, this offseason is going to be vastly different than any offseason that he's ever gone through before. Yeah. Look, I mean, he had a losing record. He backed into the playoffs and promptly lost, and lost bad. To a team that then went out and lost bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a team kicked the shit out of him. They got the shit kicked out of them the next the following week. Yeah. So, I I think that Brady should have left right after the Super Bowl that he won against us. Yep. And he should have never looked back. Yeah. 
and he should have said, I'm the greatest, Bill Belichick, it was not him, it was me, see? <laughs> yep. Now, another thing is, he lets Belichick back in the picture. Yeah. Belichick Bel- goes and has a really good year and a good run in the playoffs, and suddenly it's... All of a sudden it's Belichick. Yeah, looks like it's Belichick after all. Yeah. So, anyhow, uh, uh, okay, but we're on Sean Payton, and we'll, we'll go ahead and wrap this up. All right. So, anyhow, um, Sean Payton... Peyton conducted an interview with Broncos Brass in Los Angeles that reportedly spanned several hours. Tuesday, uh, let's see, Tuesday, it was Tuesday of the week before, not this week, but anyhow, and featured, well, okay, yeah. Yeah, it was Tuesday of last week, but you guys won't know this anyhow because I'm not sure when it's going to be actually <laughs> It was on a Tuesday. We can agree okay, with that. Okay, you know what, just forget it's a Tuesday. Anyhow, multiple members of the club's ownership group led by Point Man CEO Greg Penner. And uh, the sit-down also included General Manager George Patton, and I think that's how you pronounce it, but anyhow. And and Advisor uh, Penner throughout the whole hiring process. So they had, like, a lot of people there. Yeah, sounds like it. Yeah. So, anyhow, we shall see where he goes but right now uh, and with Jim Harbaugh out of the picture that just made more people focus in on Sean Payton because yeah. he's the only proven winner besides Jim Harbaugh yeah yeah remember a few years ago it was oh find the new young stud head coach and now people that are hasn't worked out so well <laughs> let's say that Andy Reid suddenly decided he needed to change the scenery and he jumped out on the market oh he gets snapped up how many up? teams yeah. How many teams would vie for him? All of them. I think you're right. <laughs> All of them with a vacancy would say, please. And then, and then some of them with, that don't have a vacancy, uh, They'd make one for him. Yeah, yeah. they'd make one. So, yep. um, so, anyhow, we shall see. Now, you had some uh, stuff on your plate that you wanted to get to. Yeah. So. Just some things I've been thinking about. Yeah. Um... This is one that, that I, I occurred to me when I was watching a TV show where a guy said something or did something for, for a woman and she said, oh, that's sweet. And I thought, wow, is there any time a woman can say that's sweet or you're sweet where it doesn't make you feel like a child? No. That's pretty much what it does. That's what it does. Yeah. Although it may not be meant like that. Uh-huh. It sure is taken like that in the men's ego and psyche. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it's just like, you hear the word cute, it doesn't quite do it for a guy. Yeah. I, I've never thought that was, oh, you're cute. Um, yeah. Or like if, if you show your girlfriend your favorite, you know, action movie and she says, oh, I liked it, it was cute. Yeah. That's an like, insult. Oh, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like Bruce Willis in Die Hard was not cute. No, deep purple isn't cute. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, a little fluffy pony, the rainbow color. That's cute. Yeah, Aussie is not cute. No, no. no. So. so you can diminish something by saying cute or sweet, or and sometimes it's done intentionally, but other times it's 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 soul crushing. It's it's, it's a woman it trying to compliment you, but does not realize the man's psyche. Yeah. So mm. that was a good one. All right. Um, if you're watching a TV show or a movie, 
does there have to be a character in there that you like and root for, or are you okay just hating everybody? Ah, uh, boy, that's a great question. Let me run through this here. Do you have some examples? Go ahead. Yeah. I'm going to be running it through my mind here. Like uh, in the series Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, there weren't all that many people to sympathize with and root for. That's a good because point. Because Walter White became pretty awful pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, the only person that I could really sympathize with and root for was Jesse Pinkman. Yeah. Uh, the high school Yeah, I, I, I'm that, very familiar. Yeah. Um... So toward, I'd say the fully the last season, and maybe even before that, I didn't really care what happened to any of the characters except Jesse. And if Jesse had been killed off, I would have quit watching the show, because yeah. for me, I've got to have somebody that I like and care about, or I just I just can't watch the show. I would agree. So you know, a lot of these like competition reality shows you know these survivor around the world fear factor kind of things i don't root for any of those people no me neither you know what you're right it just makes me angry to watch it because i want them all to fail and this is a waste of my time um some of the greatest shows have a way of showing everybody being somewhat evil Mm -hmm. and only out for themselves yeah. There's never a truly just someone just wants everyone to do better than them. Yeah. Um, let me... The the Sopranos is a great one. Yeah. Everybody they had as a character had that fatal flaw. Mm-hmm. The preacher, uh, the, uh, you know, uh, the the preacher, he was like a kind of an ass kiss. Uh, uh, was it Intentola, Father Intentola or something like something that? Something like that. The yeah. therapist... Yeah, the who therapist was really a fucking drunk and kind of not in control. Yeah, and, and, and kind of really kind of like self-centered in her own way. Uh-huh. Although she acts like she wants to help people, really is more about ego. Yeah, and then every one of the mob guys, they were yeah. mob guys, you know. Yeah. And <laughs> the kids were spoiled fucking brats, uh-huh. you know. Yeah, uh, Carmela, the uh, first lady, if you will, of the show. Complete fucking bitch. Yeah. I mean, I, I, she would act nice to your face and stuff, but actually be even more evil than Tony at times. Yeah. Very, uh, very, um, what would you call it? Not manipulative. Just manipulative and um, condescending and uh, um, always finding an angle, you know? Yeah. And also trying to strike people down, but act like she wasn't. Edie Falco was yeah. such a great actress on that. Yeah. She, she and made, also everything she does is fucking good. Yeah. She's one of my favorite actresses ever, I'd say. Anyhow, go I ahead. I think I think that was my problem with uh, the Sopranos too is is I watch an Bad's episode. A great example too. I'd watch an episode and I'd be 20, 30, 40 minutes into this episode and I had yet to see anybody on screen that I could root for or liked. It was all just like, oh, here's these assholes. Oh, look at this jerk. Yeah. Oh, those, those here are those awful people. Yeah, and I can't I can't continue to be interested. The in The part show. that I got off on though uh-huh. was the evil fuckers fucking around evil fuckers. Yeah, <laughs> I always enjoyed that. It's yeah. kind of like oh, watch this. 
evil fucker is doing something to fuck over evil fucker. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, that's cool. It's like a um, it, self-correcting problem. You yeah, know? yeah. Just let them all pick on each other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let them all steal from each other and the wheel of bullshit just keeps going round yeah. and round. So I'm going to say no. Actually, some of my favorite shows did have didn't like have really one character yeah. that I gave a shit about. Yeah, if it's if it's like a one off, like a movie or a really the limited show series. Friends, I didn't care for any of them at all. I thought yeah. they were a bunch of douchebags. There weren't. There wasn't a lot likable about them. But if you if you uh, watched it at the time it was brand new, then a lot of it wasn't so offensive. No, that's true. Because it was more yeah. fitting in with the. Uh, attitudes of the predominantly white viewers. That's true. How about a Seinfeld? Now, I kind of became a Costanza fan uh-huh. just because everybody fucking hated that little weasel. <laughs> yeah, and he was, he was there to be despised. But he was self-aware. He knew he was a little weasel, and he didn't care. He was a little weasel, and he's like, I don't give a shit, I'm a little weasel. The Yeah, the, the parts of it, uh, the parts of Seinfeld I've seen, uh, he's, Jason Alexander did a really good job oh, I love of him. bringing yeah. the humanity to that character of, I know what I'm doing, I know what I am, I just can't stop myself. Yeah, so he just goes with it. He's like, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a little fucking bitch weasel, I don't care. Like yeah. on that 70s show, the character Eric Foreman uh-huh. had a reputation of getting himself into trouble and then making it worse. And yes. he he would say, you know, I, I could hear myself losing control and saying stupid things, but it was I just couldn't stop myself. It's like I was watching a movie, you know. I knew it while I was doing it, but I couldn't make myself stop. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and that's kind of how Cassandra was. Have you, you seen know? that 90s show? I don't think I'm going to watch that. Okay. No, it, it doesn't really interest me. Okay, I was um, wondering. It's like the remake of How I Met well, Your Mother. Topher Grace and what was the red-haired? Um, uh, Donna Pinciotti. Yes, that she was, was on uh, there too. Oh I gosh, can't think what's of the name? actress's name? She was in Orange is the New Black too. Yes. Um... God, just well, blanking anyhow, on her. Name. I watched the pilot of that '90s show, and they were uh-huh. both on it. Yeah, I think it really uh, surprised me because Topher Grace got out of there because he didn't want to be typecast. Yeah, and Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis are also. They make, were also on there too. They did yeah, a, but they that's did a about all you're going to see of them. It's just um, a few and also cameos, Fez, and then they're gone. Yeah, yeah, it's not the show's not about them at all. Yeah, everyone. The show's still about Red and his wife. Uh, I forgot the Kitty. mother, Kitty. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the show. Still about them too, mm-hmm. and I guess it's like their grandkids or something. Yeah, if I, if uh-huh. I watched it correctly, I don't know. And the it was the one kids of those deals of, where I was busy doing something. I'm watching a little, then not. Anyway, yeah, go ahead. And the kids of Donna and Eric's friends. Yes, yeah, and they're all down there. Yeah, yeah. But they're not bringing back uh, Danny Masterson. No, the, the rapist. The yeah, the actor is uh, <laughs> not welcome. No. Um, and I don't think they're going to... I doubt they're going to bring back any, you know, hide uh, offspring. It would just be no, considered in bad I, taste. I think I read somewhere where they addressed that with a hide offspring, but not hide. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah? yeah? Okay. Yeah, it was like a little frizzy-headed-looking kid. And I saw it online somewhere. Unless it was a spoof, yeah. I think they're bringing him back, uh, the hide offspring. And also, they did they something that I really appreciate. What? You know what they could do with the Hyde kid? What? Hyde was half black. Yes. 
because his dad was played by uh, uh, Tim Williams. By Tim Williams, yeah. So the kid that they bring in as Hyde's kid could be... Oh, Tommy Chong was on there. Could be mixed the, race, uh, black and white. I think the kid might have been, actually. I gotta look at it. I gotta yeah. find it again and see, but I think the kid might have been. That would be an excellent opportunity to add diversity to the cast by having a part black kid yeah. playing Hyde's son. No, I think they're taking advantage of that, if they should. what I saw was correct. They should, yeah. Um, and then uh, uh, Leo, Tommy Chong's character, he you was could have on one there. of his kids, and he's part Chinese. Yeah, yeah. So is. you could have an Asian kid yeah, that's playing right. his. So yeah, that kid or that great, really opens great up. Kid. I don't know. Yeah, um, or his or his nephew, okay. his brother's kid, that you, could work. You know how they used to do the circle with the pot smoke, but uh-huh. they couldn't show the pot smoke and all that. Uh-huh. They did the circle with Red and Kitty and the kids, and uh-huh. there's smoke everywhere. And I'm like, what the fuck? Kitty burned the popcorn. Uh, and they went around two times where they go, do you see something burnt? Do you smell something burning? That's and Kitty's awesome. like, oh my God, the popcorn. And she ran out. Yeah. It was good. They That was very sneaky and crafty the way they did that. So, I'll, have, I'll have to look up the status of uh, legal uh, legal status of marijuana in Wisconsin in the oh, 90s. I, yeah, but I still don't see them doing anything no. like that at all. So no. uh, anyhow, yes, the answer is yes. I have many shows where I didn't like anybody on there, and I still love the show. Yeah. I'm okay with movies that way, because yeah. I can get through, you know, and it's like, usually at the end of the movie, all the bad guys have gotten what's coming to them anyway. Well, I mean, so. uh, the ending of The Sopranos was epic. The the go, the go to black scene was one of the most discussed endings yes. of the show ever. Uh. Because people say there were clues. David Chase said no. He said, I just quit writing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just quit writing. What do you do, man? Uh, what do you want me to do? Go to a mural scene or you know. So he's like, I just quit fucking writing, guys. There's nothing more. I can't tell you what happens because I didn't write it. But what I wanted was, since all these mobsters were ended up fucking dead, why not blast Tony Soprano into next year? Yeah. Why not just come out there and there he is with his family? Instead of going black, all of a sudden you see this gun pop up, bloom. His fucking brains are all over everywhere. Yeah. Little to be known, like five years later, he's going to die in real life anyhow. True. He wasn't coming back, so he might as well blow his brains out. And I think that's the only reason they did not blow his brains out is, is what if we need another cash cow? Uh huh. Yeah. And all of a sudden you come back and he's like in prison uh-huh. and he's got his, like, I don't know. Probably not AJ. He was a little moron, but uh, they no, his little nephew fucking running things. Are they would have had to play it safe, like having someone shoot him in the chest and have him go down and then fade to black. And you're like, did he die? I think he died. That would have probably die. been better, but yeah. nobody knows. And then you and then can then bring him back or later not if is you up to whether you can re-sign him for a decent amount of money. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, anyhow. Interesting. Yep. All right, you have other stuff there, it looks like. Here's here's something that uh, you might find an interesting question. When was the last time you actually saw a cop car out patrolling? Not speed trapping. No, 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 you don't. Just out patrolling. There's not enough of them, for one. Yeah, they're not, and I don't think the budget, the police budget will allow them to spend that much gas just out patrolling. Which I think is wrong. Yeah. I think if we're going to start investing in anything, mm-hmm. we really need to enforce and 
invest in crime prevention mm -hmm. and police force. Well, here's and here's, also with that comes mental health. Yeah, absolutely. I, if you don't take care of the mental health of your your city, then you're fighting a losing battle from we're, the start. We're fighting a two. Uh, we're fighting a ten prong issue with two prongs. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Look, all of this goes hand in hand, and guys, look at look at it, man. We need to spend. We need to quit spending bullshit and start spending on stuff that really matters. Back to basics. We got to become a civilized society again. Mm. You know, everyone gets excited about the NFL draft coming here, but really, what's it going to do for anybody? You, you know? know what? If they're lucky, none of them get fucking uh, murdered. You know, it, it brings an influx of cash to the city. Yeah. But they have to spend a ton of money, create and waste a bunch of shit in order well, to do it. I remember or fill when in, the, you know, fill up the landfill. Why not just... I don't know. Oh, it, oh. It's more popular to do something like that than to invest in mental health. I got a great example of how it fucked Kansas City. Mm. The Republican National Convention, was it when Trump was running or before, the one before? I think it was before. Okay, it was the one before. Okay, they were going to come here. And we were like on, on the sh very short list. Yeah. But then we had the I-435 sniper going on. That's right. And they went on to someone else. Mm -hmm. They didn't come here. Yeah. And that was because of the sniper. Yeah. They're like, they started looking at crime statistics and was like, oh, man, maybe we won't go there. There's one weirdo that cost the city millions. Yes. Yep. But if we would have been focusing in on this, maybe that weird, weirdo wouldn't have been out there fucking shooting innocent people. Yeah. You know? Now, so, of course, we get a really good mental health um, system going here in KC. Then other cities will start dumping their mentally ill people on us. Yeah, that's true. So you got to make sure everybody does it everywhere. <laughs> yeah. There's logistics. You can get into that later. But Okay, we're just fucked. Yeah. We're just fucked. We are. Yeah, anyhow. Yeah, but I think it's uh, it's clear to me anyway, the police department right now is, they're not in crime prevention at all. No, they're react. The, yeah. They're reactionary totally. Mm -hmm. The police are not here to keep the burglar from entering your home. They only come when the after burglar he's, enters your home. Yeah, yeah, after the burglar's already been here, and you call them, that's when they come. So, for and instance, they look into the crime. Say, they don't prevent a crime; they investigate the crime. This guy, I'm sure, is getting ready to break into my house. He's walking around, and he's got this large fucking crowbar. Uh -huh. Can you get out here now to preempt it? Did he break in your house? No. They Cars, aren't coming. Yeah, no. Nope. No. <clears throat> so. This guy's been threatening to kill me. <clears throat> been threatening to kill me. He's out there with a gun. Did he shoot at you? No. You're probably fucked. If they come, it's going to be an hour and a half. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So this, um, unfortunately, it's, it's look, a, and we're not bagging on the cops. No, they just don't have the money. Yeah. You know, they're they're completely hamstrung. Uh, like the schools are horribly underfunded, the cops are horribly underfunded, the fire department's horribly underfunded. But the casinos get every penny they need. Yeah. Uh, the city and the right states there. eager to build an off ramp for any casino that pops up. Right there is a focus in on politics in general and what's wrong with it. Yeah, the the, the state will spend money on stuff that makes them money. 
exactly. But, but spending on the, police, ambulance that services, hospitals. That doesn't make them a hospitals. dime. That takes money from them. Nah, I don't care. They don't want anything. Yeah. They don't want anything to do with it. So. But meanwhile, if you live in certain areas, you're guaranteed some sort of violent crime. Yeah. At the same time, it has become very popular to publicly state, I support, you know, the I, I back the badge, I support blue, you know, I'm, I'm, I support police and, and stuff. But that doesn't do anything if you just say you support them. They need cash money. They need you to vote a exactly. larger budget for them. Yes. But you get the lip service of, oh, I support the, I support the cops. Well, if you're just saying that, what good does that do? Yeah. You know, but it's a way to counteract the fact that the, you know the cops are saying, "Hey, we don't have the money." Oh, but I support you. I'm I'm behind you. I back you. Right as a fucking check. <laughs> but yeah, I I never see a cop out patrolling anymore. No, they're, you're they're right. never out either. making their presence felt. You know, keeping the bad people from showing themselves. You know, no. If yeah. you, if I could go out there right now and do go anything ahead. I wanted, and it would be up to the neighbors to see me and stop me, because no cop would ever come by, ever. I got a question. What's that? Do you think it maybe they feel some of it is some of its budget? Yeah. yeah. Do you think it maybe they feel that running a cop around doesn't do any good? Well, maybe so. I just thought of that. What if they're thinking he's better off stationary until? So he can react to something really bad happening. Yeah, unless you had a cop for every, like, three square miles. You mm -hmm. know, then you don't want him on this side of town when then something happens on that side of town. And also the increased number of times that police have successfully been uh, prosecuted and the police department sued over all sorts of things happening and all sorts of interactions between the police and the public. Exactly, yeah. Whether, you know, no judgment on whether it happened or not or whether it was real or, or no, no, we're just justified or not. I'm just saying what goes on. It is that it has happened that the police get sued a lot every time that the cop comes hey, in, thank you. in contact with the public, they run the risk of something happening in another lawsuit. So if they minimize contact with the public, they minimize chance of lawsuits. So I really don't think we're getting the police department we're paying for, and we're not paying enough anyway. Yeah. I think we need to pay a whole lot more and get what we're paying for. Mm. Mm. Uh, got my cappuccino. Nice. Um, yeah. I never see him uh, patrolling either. Hey, where'd everybody go? Where'd the douchebags? Hmm. Oh my god, someone took a dump in the corner. Oh jeez. Ugh, glad they're gone. Let's just hope they don't come back. Man, that smells.